0: We are constantly and repetitively reminded in Scripture for the need of motion and activity in the body of Christ. Many times in Scripture it is pointed out to us that our faith requires action. Do you believe that today? Our faith requires action. Action. Now, if you're wondering, if you hear some things with this lapel today, I don't normally use a lapel. If anybody that knows me well knows that I don't like to use lapel, but I changed it up today and I threw our sound guy for a loop. So if you hear some changes, he's EQing the mic and that's what's happening. If you hear a squill, it's because I've messed them all up back there. So don't worry about it. He'll get it. We got an amazing media team back there. God requires action on our part. James spoke about it in the book of James. He said, I like it when he said in the 2nd chapter, 18th verse, when he says, Show me your faith apart from your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Luke told us in the 11th chapter, he said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock. And it will be open to you. Now we have to understand those are all action words. Those are all things we have to engage in. God expects us to do something. He is, I believe, looking for a church in motion. A church that is constantly pushing forward in Christ. I do not believe that His church should be sitting on the sidelines of society. We are not a church that is watching history go by. We are not a church that's sitting, watching the world just fly by. But we are a church in motion. We are a church in action. Maybe some of you will remember, and I think I've brought this up a few times because I absolutely loved it. One of our, kind of our motto through our construction phase of this was crossroads in motion. I loved that. We are not a church that is idly waiting for the return of the Lord. Do you believe that today? We are not a church that is idly waiting for the return of the Lord. We look forward to today when the Lord comes back for his people. I'm excited for it. I look forward for it. But while we wait, there is work to be done. While we wait, I've got some things to improve in my life, some things to work on spiritually. While we wait, there must be works. I'm proud today to be a part of Crossroads. I love this church with every fiber of my being. I'm proud to be a part of a church that is seeking the lost, that is seeking the hurting of this community. I'm proud of what we do. And I'm looking forward for what we're getting ready to do. We're going to go further and we're going to go beyond. I'm proud today to be a part of a church that is actively seeking the gifts of the Spirit. Proud of a church that has moves of the Spirit like we've had today. I'm proud to be a part of Crossroads. Our church does so many wonderful things, but if I can today, I want to remind us, I want to give a reminder today that God still requires some action from us. He's did most of the legwork for us. Are you with me today? He's did most of the work for us, but there is some action we have to take. The reality is that there are many things that can keep us stagnant. And many things that can keep us distant in our relationship with Christ. Many, many different things that can weigh us down and keep us from moving forward. Maybe today you are sitting here under the sound of my voice and God has placed on your heart to do to help around the church. Maybe you want to help with maintenance. We need help with maintenance. I'm just going to fill it out there. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you feel led to help with maintenance or work around the church. Maybe God has laid on your heart to help more with our outreach. And you would have loved to walk in the parade with everybody else. And maybe you would like to help run media. We need help in the media too. Let's go ahead and throw that out there as well. Maybe you'd like to help run media for the services. Or maybe you would like to... Oh, I got you, Thomas. Maybe you'd like to greet at the door when people are coming in. You want to be used of God and you desire to see works done in your life, but something seems to continually hold you back. Something seems to weigh you down. Paul speaks about it in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, in the first verse. He says, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which does cleans so closely... And let us run this race. Or run, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Hear me today. I want to preach to you for just a few more minutes on a very specific topic. We have a problem with weights and sins. We have a problem with weights and sins. Only the work of Calvary was completely inclusive in scope. Inclusive meaning it covered all areas of our life and i know today you will agree with me when i make this statement and when i say that no one else could die for my sins but jesus christ only jesus christ could have traveled to calvary only christ could have been nailed to that cross and only christ could have been tortured for my sake though all of you here today and i want i want you to understand this though all of you here today in my opinion are amazing christians i love each and every one of you You are great people None of us, though, are righteous enough. None of us today are pure enough to die for sins. I'm sorry I don't want to offend anybody today. I think you're wonderful. But no matter what you do, you will never be able to die for sins. When the blood of Christ was shed... It was to cover a multifaceted and a multitude of problems. When that blood flowed from his body and down that cross, it covered your life and it covered my life. It covered each one of our lives. It covered everyone and everything. Hebrews, the ninth chapter and the 22nd verse says, Under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. The sacrifice by Jesus, hear me today, covered more than just your sins. It was for the complete and total remission. And what does remission mean? Remission remission means the cancellation of debt. When that blood flowed, it did more than just give you forgiveness of sin, but it also removed all history of it. I understand that maybe you're sitting there thinking, oh, this is an Easter message. I don't think it is just an Easter message. This is something that applies to every day of every year in our lives. I need His blood in my life. So what can we expect to be absolved by His blood? And I've come today to tell you this is not complicated by any measure. It's very simple to understand. I want you to hear me. Everything is absolved by the blood of Jesus. Everything, everything, is absolved by the blood. We read in Scripture that he was beatily, or excuse me, beaten brutally by a scourge. I made a word there, and it, we're just gonna we're gonna roll with it. <laughs> he was beaten, and maybe beatily, I don't know. <laughs> he was beaten brutally with a scourge. Scourging was designed by the Romans as a method of retrieving secrets and confessions. A scourge consisted of—you'll uh, uh, see a picture up on the screen of a, maybe a rope, or this one here has a, a wooden a handle with leather straps or thongs sticking out the front of it. Uh, it was—it was, it was usually constructed with metal balls or bones or or metal spikes. It was typically a multi-thonged, and let me tell you—you you can tell by the look of it—it it was absolutely brutal. This was so damaging to the individual receiving the torture that they often fainted or even died while being beaten. We read in Deuteronomy, the 25th chapter, in the third verse, it says, Forty stripes may be given, but not more, lest one of you should be on to beat him with more stripes than these, your brother be degraded in your sight. Now, that seems kind of strange to me. You can do 40, but no more. But that was the law then. The average was 40 stripes. The Jews reduced it to 39. So the, the average scourge was made with usually 12 rope or 12 leather cords weaved together. And this whip, uh, now you see the one in this picture. Well, they took it down already. Put that back up there for me. Uh, in this picture, this one only has nine, but it was the best one I could find, so we were, I rolled with it. Typically, they had 12 thongs that came out, and each one would have some type of sharp object on the end. So let's do some basic math today. Pastor would be very good at this. 39 stripes, that's what he received, at 12 cords. So 39 times 12 equals 468 individual lacerations. 468 individual lacerations. Can you imagine with me that many lacerations on your back, on your shoulders, or on your arms? How gory the scene must have been, how disfigured his body. Had to have become. Isaiah said in the 52th chapter, his appearance was so marred beyond human uh, semblance, and his form that of any children of mankind. I want us to understand today that the pain and suffering of our Savior endured was for you, and it was for me. That's right. I'm not trying to be gory today, and I don't want to gross anybody out, but we need to understand the physical horror he experienced. His body was savagely beaten, marred more than any man before. Onlookers was astonished and disgust at the beating of Jesus Christ. Why did he have to go through that torture? Why did he have to go through the scourging? Why did he have to go through such pain and torture? He was God Manifested in the flesh. We understand him to be that king of kings. He was the bread of life. He was what they called the Alpha and the Omega. He was the Almighty One. He was the one who holds all power in heaven and earth. Why? Why did he have to go through that torture? Well, we get the answer in Isaiah the 53rd verse, or excuse me, the 53rd chapter in the fifth verse. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. We are healed. Understand today that with every lash that was from that weapon, from every lash that was from that scourge, every piece of torn flesh, every bruise that was on his body, he was thinking of you. Every wound was for your transgression. Every bruise was for your iniquities. Every stripe was for your healing. The reason today we sing that song, He's still moving. The reason we can sing that today is because He he made a way. The reason you can leave your sickness at His feet is because those stripes paid for it. The reason you can find grace in your life today is because He bore all that torture. Why did He go through it? I don't understand why He would suffer it. He controlled everything. He was God. He went through it for me. And He went through it for you. You was the reason. I think someone already said, I heard somebody say it already, but when you look in that scripture, it says, "His wound, uh, by his wounds we are healed. Someone's already ahead of me. This word are denotes, it's a verb that denotes present continuous action. He is presently and continuously healing those that are sick. He is still working today. He is still moving today. The blood is still flowing this very hour. If you need healing in your body, just like they were singing, you can have it today in the name of Jesus. The blood can make a difference in your life. There is still power in the blood of our Savior. I like the the song, Power, power, power. Wonder working power in the blood. Anybody remember that song? Yeah. Of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the lamb. that blood is not gone. The blood has not ceased to flow. The blood has not ceased to work. It can still move in your life today. I hope I'm preaching to somebody because I feel this very strongly in my spirit. There is somebody that's sitting here today that doesn't know if the blood can still work. Well, I've come as a testimony to you. The blood still works this very hour. You can be healed. You can be saved. And you can find mercy today. Prior to the cross, but after the beating, after the scourging, Romans placed a crown of thorns on his head. The wounds he received there, though only superficial, penetrated the skin of the brow. It was the forehead. It pierced the forehead. And around each of those thorns, Jesus slowly bled crimson rivulets of atonement. that just flowed down his face. He had not even reached Calvary yet. He had not been hung on that cross yet. Sinless blood flowed from his, from his forehead. It flowed down from his brow. We read our scripture, it says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so cleans, which cleans so closely. You ever feel like something just grabs a hold of your mind and just clamps it down? Something just grabs, it holds, cleans so closely. There's some days I wake up in the morning and I just feel a pressure on my head. I can't stop thinking about those mistakes I made yesterday. I can't stop thinking about those words that I let slip out of my mouth. I can't stop thinking about what didn't happen or what should happen and why didn't this happen and why did this person get a blessing and I didn't get a blessing. Why, why did God heal them but I didn't get a healing? Why, why, God, can I not get what I need? Anybody ever wake up with just a weight on your mind? Something that seems to be crushing you. Something that clings so closely on your mind. Let us lay aside every weight that clings so closely. Those weights that cling to our minds. Those things that cling to our mind. I wake up with my failures. I wake up with what I did wrong. I go to work with anxiety. I go to work with with a pressure that just seems to be overwhelming my mistakes or maybe my sin or whatever. I go to sleep with a pressure that just doesn't seem to go away. How can I make it to tomorrow? How, How can I live for God tomorrow? I can't get this off my mind. I want to come to church, but I... I feel too depressed. I, I feel like I should have prayed for somebody, but I didn't feel worthy to be used. I, I want to use my talent. I want to use my ability for the Lord, but what I used to be, just it's too far. It's too bad. I can't be used because of the weight of what I used to be. Justin preached a message. It just came to my mind. It was about four years ago. About He had brought luggage to church preaching about the weight. That's what we go through life, carrying weights weights on our mind weights on our back things that have just doesn't seem to to go right carrying things weights are in the battlefield of the mind i've come with a burden on my heart today i hope i'm reaching somebody i want to remind you his blood was paid his blood was shed to pay the price to clear our minds right. We are fighting spirits every day which can confuse, it can depress, it can oppress us. I don't care if you've been in the church a year, 40 years, your entire life, it doesn't matter. We have spirits that can mentally oppress us and get us down every single day. Where does our peace come through? It comes through our mind. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The crown of thorns was shoved brutally on his head. Blood ran down his face. He paid the price for your peace of mind. I heard someone say, go to Jesus. You're absolutely right. You want peace of mind? You go find Jesus. You get in on the feet of Jesus. And you say, God, I need your blood. I need your forgiveness. I need peace in my life. He paid the price for our peace of mind. When he, when he finally reached Calvary, part of the work was already accomplished. But we understand that half was not enough. For our sins there must be death. Remission, excuse me, blood for remissions. Death for sin. Isaiah fifty three five. It says he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. His body was pierced, meaning that the blood, his blood, ran openly and freely from his body. It ran freely from his side where the soldiers stabbed him with a spear. Ran freely from his hands where they had hammered nails in him, and it ran freely from his feet where they had staked him to the cross. He was pierced for my transgressions. Transgressions is such a broad word, I can't really narrow it down to one thing, but transgressions is simply sin. It's when we break covenant with God, we break the law, when we rebel against God. He was pierced for my transgressions. He was crushed, or in the King James Version it says bruised. He was bruised for my iniquity. Iniquity is the sins of our soul, or maybe your spirit. And I hope you hear me today. What I'm trying to get across is that there is nothing he did not cover. Our souls, our bodies, our peace of mind, everything was covered under the blood of the Lamb. I want you to hear me today. If you decide to walk away from Christ, it will be by your own choice because He has done everything possible for you to be saved, to be sanctified, to find freedom, to find hope. Everything has been covered by the blood. Your sins, hear me today, I pray, I tell you, your sins have been completely paid for. Your account has been settled. Your debt has been paid. But I've come to tell you, it's up to you. It's your choice today. You have what's called free will. It's your decision. God does require some action on our part. But our, the Bible says, let us lay aside every weight in sin. The weight and the sin, very simply today, it doesn't belong to you anymore. Are you hearing me today? The weight and sin belongs to you as long as you hang on to it. When you surrender it unto God, it no longer becomes your problem. I believe that today. We need to see it the way God really does. It's really so, it's so very simple today. Repent, and you will be forgiven. Be baptized, and your sins are forgotten. Receive the Holy Ghost, and you will be a new creature. Do you believe that still today? Our problem is, here's our problem as simply as I can put it, is that we are still worrying about the weights and the sins that God has already forgiven. As far as God is concerned, it ended all at Calvary. And I want to tell somebody here today, it is time to lay aside every weight and every sin. God has already forgiven you. The weight that you've been carrying day in and day out needs to be laid at the feet of Jesus. You cannot, my friend, run a race carrying weights and sins. We drag along our guilt. And we drag along our bad feelings. And we drag along our grudges and our bitterness. We drag along those failures. But we need to find out today, and I implore you today, we've got to understand we need to accept the blood of the Lamb. It is time we lay down those weights. Lay down those sins that has cleaned so closely. You have been forgiven. I hope you hear me today. I'm not preaching anything complicated, nothing you've probably not heard before. I'm not coming to wow you with pretty words. I can't talk right half the time anyway. I just simply want to remind somebody today. You have forgiveness. You have already been forgiven. That weight you are carrying, that sin that can't seem to be, you can't let go of, God has already applied the blood. That mind, that thing that is fighting against you, that thing that's holding you back, stealing your victory, robbing your joy. I just can't forget my mistakes. I can't forget those things that I've done. I can't move on in Christ. He shed blood for your mind. He shed blood for your body. He shed blood for everything in your life. Would you stand with me today? I hope today that some of you or all of you would lay it down, every weight which clings so closely. I hope today that someone will allow the blood to flow again in your life, to cover you. Anyone struggling with anything today? You don't have to say it out loud. Or maybe every eye, let's just close our eyes right now. All over this place, I feel the Spirit of God moving right now. If you're struggling with something today, would you just lift your hands up towards heaven? I don't know, maybe it's financial, maybe it's peace of mind, maybe it's healing in your body, maybe it's a sin that you're still struggling with. It doesn't really matter what it is, because the blood covers everything. Would you just lift up your hands and say, God, I need you. God, I understand you died for me. I understand you was beaten for me. I understand you was bruised for me. Everything you did was so that I might have... God, that I might have freedom. That I might have hope. That I might have peace. That I might have healing. God, that I might have all the things that I am need of. I need your blood. I need your blood. I need your blood. I need your blood. They're going to start singing right now. I feel an urgency to move, open up these altars. They're going to start singing in just a moment. If you're carrying something, if there's a weight you've been carrying out along, if you've carried it so long, it, it's almost become like a wallet in your pocket. You don't, almost don't know how to live without it. It's time to come to this altar and lay aside every weight. It's time to lay down those sins that has held you back from being used of God. God has already played for the price. God has already applied the blood in your life. If you're lost here today, maybe you've never experienced the love of God in your life. Maybe you've never turned for Christ. I've come to tell you there's forgiveness waiting for you. There is hope waiting for you. There is love right now. They're going to sing right now. These altars are open. I would that we would just flood these altars right now.